Welcome everyone to the last video store clerks podcast with Frank and Scott. The days of blockbuster Hollywood and the independent video store are over. But searching the shelves for that special overlooked movie will never end. The one that really sticks with you forever. Let's drown ourselves in a sea of streaming services and ask the question, what the fuck is that? Does this hold up? And just what the hell is a good movie anyway? I'm Frank Roll. I'm Scott Moran. And we're the last video store clerks. <laughs> I had one of those weeks where I just wanted to watch a police procedural. So we're now watching The Rookie, which is like all Castle people, <laughs> because Castle's in it. Yeah. I haven't done Castle or Rookie. It's not something I'm like, you should watch that. Did you already get through like a whole season though? Uh, No, half, I think. Oh, because they're that's, 23 episodes. It's network TV. Yeah. Long seasons. Yeah. And they're the same episode over and over again. But this one, they have like gunfights and stuff. It's a weird police procedural. There's like a lot of people with fucking machine guns in LA, apparently. Mm. And the regular ass cops are having gun battles with them daily. Is it like watching like End of Watch, but not as serious every day? Yeah, kind of. End of Watch, dude. Jake Gyllenhaal. Did you see that movie Ambulance that keeps popping up on Amazon? Yeah, it's a Michael Bay movie. Yeah. Did you watch that? Not yet. I keep meaning to and then not doing it. I actually think I thought about doing it and then I watched... <laughs> Expendables? No, no, no. <laughs> God, no. I watched uh, Point Break instead. The new one? The old one. The old one. Cool. Yeah, the new one popped up on something and I was like, why are you showing me that? Like, I'm not going to watch it again. Get that out of here. I watched it once. I'm not going to watch fucking Total Recall with Colin Farrell either. I did. Stop showing it to me. I think I did watch that once, too, but I don't remember. I did, too, but I don't remember it. It was unmemorable. That's the thing. You took the most memorable movie and made it a not very memorable movie. (laughs) Dude, what? When they're on the planet, and he's like, that's <laughs> <laughs> the best. His eyeballs are yeah, the eyeballs, are, and so are hers, but they just go back to normal. What do you think happened to the lady who played the lady he was wearing in the airport? With the head that comes off? Yeah, where she's like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. Like I, that actress. I want to know her story. I feel like she was in something else 90s. I'm sure. And it's like, oh my God, that's the head chick. Do you, <laughs> do you remember that game on NES? There was a whole yes, I do. There was yeah. a whole level with that X-ray screen. Like that was a level. The fucking video games back then. See the movie video games. Yeah, I think they were better than movie video games now. They might have been. The Batman Returns game was fucking awesome. Jurassic Park on Sega, and I think we've talked about that one before. But geez, that was just so good. Yeah, that one really stuck in my memory. That's one you can't do now. Like if you do it now, you're like. Mm-mm. See, I had trouble beating that one. And I didn't lend video games back then, but I let a kid in my class borrow it to beat it to tell me how to beat it. I had trouble with that one. You got an expert? He was better than me at dressing. brought in a guy. He (laughs) showed me how it's done. I did not lend out video games. That was special. Don't remember his name. Yeah. Any movies? You watch any movies? No. I don't think I really did. Yeah, so you're watching Cashel. Yeah, I watched a a crappy police procedural. I watched more of the random shit I've been watching. Nothing uh, jumped out at me this week. I've been watching things at lunch in my truck while I eat. I finished Silo. Oh. Because the season's over. What'd you think? I loved it. Okay. I thought it was great. I'll give it a shot again. 
I had a lapse in my Apple you TV. You may not have made it where it starts to take on its form. You told me to go to three, and I, I was at the end. I finished two. Yeah, get through three, because it starts one way, and then it becomes like a sheriff mystery kind of thing. So it becomes more intriguing as it goes along, but it takes a little while for them to like build the world and then give you their character, because mm-hmm. you get the main character like way late in the story. It's like when you start a new TV show and everybody's got really bad hair for the first season. But I like the way they did it. I like the end. I, I can't wait to watch another season of it. And that was Apple TV, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I had a lapse. I use a credit card to pay online stuff. So if anything happens, it's like quick, you know, it expired. And that was the one thing that was like on auto pay on there. Because I don't use that one. For, that one's for my random. No, let me oh, Apple TV. That one's for my random internet purchases when I'm sketchy. But my one subscription on there was Apple TV. Like, really? Because we just started doing it a couple months ago. So I was like, come on. Still need to finish shrinking. I need it. I want to see that Killers of the Flower Moon. That Leonardo DiCaprio, Robert De Niro's in it. That's Uh, that's looking pretty serious. Kelly's reading the book now. I think for book club. Okay. She doesn't seem as impressed. But I like the trailer. So she's into the finer things. No, I think think she may just be bored reading the book. We're at that time where like TV has stopped. Mm-hmm. Summertime. Yeah. Um. The shows that I did watch, I know Arnold is not that long. I'm almost done. Like I said, <laughs> it's been like a week. I know. I watch little snippets in my truck while I'm eating. Like I put my phone up on two knobs and it plays through the speakers and I eat on the console. That's how I watch it. You're like a Graham Greene story. You know that? Mm-hmm. Like you're like Bartleby. Did you ever see that movie with Crispin Glover? No, I did not. I prefer not to. <laughs> he's like staring at the ceiling maybe i did because that sounds way too familiar it's like crispin glover works in this office and he starts staring at this vent in the ceiling he just stares at it all day and his boss keeps coming and telling him to do stuff and he's like i, I would prefer not to <laughs> and it just like goes on like that till like they everybody moves out of the office they never can like he can't fire him it's that sounds crazy. like crispin glover yes yeah um no but i also I'm halfway through. I think it's five episodes and I'm on three. The unauthorized story of the American gladiators. Oh, you were excited about that. It's pretty cool. Like, you know, when you're little, you remember like the set changing. You're like, oh, everything's newer. There's a big story. Like there's a lot behind that show. That was raw. Like that is like late eighties, early nineties. Like, yeah, this is network television, but we're starting to get crazy. And then you've got we're getting a little Japanese now. Well, and the whole thing was is like somebody had an idea, but they didn't quite know how to execute. So the trial and error process to get American Gladiators started is like they didn't have medics. You know that they're like, it's like wrestling, except. Well, yeah. And just like a little bit in spoiler, kind of. But out of the first six or how I think it was six, two of them went out with injury and they had to sign a waiver. They didn't get compensated. They didn't get medical care like they got jacked up that bad. And it was just like out it's like wrestling <laughs> nowadays oh it was but it's a lot and it's cool i mean it's cool i didn't think there was that much to american gladiators but man it's a good story i kind of like this wave of documentaries that aren't about like true crime true crime or <laughs> yeah i'm burnt out man a little burnout on murder i never thought i'd say that but it was i think it wears you down a little bit too like no matter how just you're there for the story and the information there's only so much of that beating you can take. Well, I told you I wa- watched that Sarah Lawrence cult. And it really fucked with you. And I like watching that Arnold one was like very uplifting, mm. you know, comparatively. Like the way I felt watching that. The Arnold that. one, though, 
How much is he leaving out? Quite a bit. He's leaving out quite a bit, man. Sure. I mean, I know I'm not there, but from what I've seen, I'm like, dude, there's some controversial stuff that you're just going right through. And it's that whole the time period thing. You know, damn, when he first started, like, no censor. Yeah. Think about it. California, when he was first there with wild times, man. That guy was from Austria to L.A. to Miami. Is he pumping iron? He's, like, smoking weed. Yeah, during the interview. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah that, that wasn't what I was really interested in, though. I really wanted to get to the governor stuff because I didn't know anything about it. See, I'm not to the governor. Or why stuff. he wanted to do that. Oh, man. Well, this week's movie. I am so pleasantly surprised. Yes. I did not know how this movie was going to go. It was tough, and I'm not going to lie. I'm sorry, guys. I was bashing the movie. I was bashing it. My notes were like... <clears throat> While you were watching it? Yes. Oh, really? I was angered note-taking for a long time. Yeah. But then they really brought it all together. They brought it all together. I got to give it to them. And I started to see it towards the end, and I was like, this is going to come together, and I'm going to like it. And uh, yeah, we'll get into the details, but man. So you liked this movie? I did. And it won you over? It did. I'm like, you really thought, oh, fucking God damn it. For like some this. of the watchers out there like myself, you might get a little frustrated. It dragged a bit. I mean, it really, I mean, I thought there was like. And it's on point hour and a half movie. Dude, it said an hour 23. Yeah. And then I, I'm I, on I there and it was like an hour 24 and change. That first hour, though, was a long hour for me. Was it? It was a long hour. Interesting. And I'm going to say the whole first hour. I very much enjoyed it. I thought it was a little challenging as far as the way he was like, I'm going to do this. Mm -hmm. But I think it was the same thing that we were talking about with the first movie for the Hulu justification series. So like off season, I felt like it was a little slow and didn't quite give me what I needed for yeah. the wait. And this one really fucking did <laughs> it really did for me and there was one particular part about the end that just really made me just, happy yeah this this was this was something <laughs> else this was something else it and i'll get it it was the flashbacks for me i'm just gonna say it i've never okay fuck me in the ear canal i've never made a movie i just i feel like something could have been streamlined and maybe not as many flashbacks Wait, that we're getting way too ahead of ourselves. I know, but yeah. I just have to say it now no, before no, I not right now. Just hold it. You won't forget. We're still at the spoiler-free review portion. Spoiler-free review. We're justifying Hulu this month in case you just <laughs> wandered in off the street and you have no idea what's going on. Like the guy on the backside of our building today. Keep going. We want to watch just... the bottom of Hulu. What do you got down there? What's in the back? That's what I want out of my streaming services. I don't think that many streaming services have a back room quite like Hulu. There's a level here. And you start recognizing the cast. We are starting to get we're some guys that we seem to like. That yeah. we, they keep reoccurring. You know, when I was talking to somebody at work, that's what I told them. I was like, I feel like I've hit this new level of a certain type of movie because I'm seeing the same people in them. And it's like, I'm like, oh, yeah. Like, I'm just going to call her Margot all night, by the way. I can see that. <laughs> I could not have liked this movie more. This is the kind of thing I was looking for. As far as I'm concerned, this movie justifies Hulu for the whole month for me. Because I think that one really paid off. And I know that people don't agree with me because I had posted all the movies that we were doing this mm -hmm. month. Like, all of them. And people commented on just that one. Mm. And they were like, oh, kind of disappointed with that. And uh, I read a bunch of reviews for the movie, too, so... I was really interested in how other people felt about it because I know I intensely liked this movie. It almost didn't have me. 
let me put it it almost didn't have me and i can understand that too but i appreciate what they did uh, i really <laughs> grabbed me by the nuts gave me what i wanted too, like nut grab but with like the subtle caress of with the other hand have we even said what we were talking about we watched after midnight after midnight this week and uh it was good it was directed co-directed by the fisherman the fisherman from off season we went full circle with this after his girlfriend of 10 years abby leaves a vague note and disappears small town bar owner hank spends his days reliving the high points of their relationship and his nights hunting the unseen monster that keeps attacking his front door Abby's brother Shane responds with skepticism and genuine concern, and Hank's friend Wade helpfully suggests the monster is probably just a panther. Great suggestion. But after a month of Abby's phone going straight to voicemail, Hank is determined to face his nighttime demon and trace his memories back to where it all went wrong. Yeah, I wasn't sure where it was going there. You know, I was like, is it is it a monster? Is it really a monster? And I think all the bases were covered. After Midnight was written by and stars Jeremy Gardner as Hank, who co-directed the movie with Christian Stella. The film premiered at the Tribeca Film Festival in 2019 under its former title, Something Else. After a limited theater run, it was released on video on demand in February of 2020. The incredible Aaron Moorhead and Justin Benson produced, and Benson plays Shane in the movie. He was so much different than any other time I've ever seen him. Yeah, it was... Uh... As much as every time I watch one of their movies, I'm uh -huh. like... I'm watching them get their their hold on acting in the movie. Well, and this one, Justin He's Benson, so different. Well, and he even looked different. Like he was a little more like I feel full. Like he didn't see. You know what I mean? Like I don't yeah. want to say older. Just he seemed like physically he looked different too. Yeah, the, like the way he was dressed and everything was yeah. so different. And his hair was so short and dark. I know this is his face. We, the last time we saw him, he was blonde. Yeah, the darks. Yeah, no, small town cop. Like, good deal. He nailed that shit. <laughs> the rest of the core cast are also names you might have heard before here on the show. Bria Grant, who is also in Beyond the Gates and hosts the Reading Glasses podcast, plays Abby. And Wade is played by Henry Zabrowski from the last podcast on the left. After Midnight holds a 5.3 on IMDb and a 90% tomato meter score based on 40 reviews and an audience score of 49% based on over 100 reviews. But as I was reading the reviews, it was like... People either felt like I did about it, or they were like, fuck this movie. <laughs> See, I wonder if the fuck this movie people didn't finish it. I wonder about that, too. My wife did not like this movie. And she finished it. Yeah, she also fell asleep twice. Oh. <sighs> and woke up and then was, like, judgy. About did she what, fall asleep about twice in the first was. hour? She fell asleep for, like, the best parts. Oh. Like, like the, the first... Like in the woods, Flash. Oh, really? With the cat, she was asleep during. No that. way. Yeah, yeah. And then when they went out hunting for it, <laughs> well, she would be asleep for the action. And she'd wake up for a monologue uh, and be like, "This is boring." That's bad timing. Yeah, yeah. I feel like that's what happened to me in Raised by Wolves. Anyway, I won't get into. But that. I think she might have liked the end a little bit, dude. Okay, so. <laughs> okay, he's obvious. Abby's gone. It lets you know that she's there together. But then, boom, it's like she's not there. It really jumps into that, like, she's not here. This is him in this. Yeah, and he's sitting on that couch in front of that door. Yeah. And you're like, this guy's fucked up. What a weird house, too. Yeah. So narrow. So narrow. You know, I looked it up because I was like, I've seen this fucking house before. And it was in a movie with John Krasinski and uh, Maya Rudolph. 
I never watched that it's one. It's called uh, Away From Here. It was on Amazon. It's probably still on Amazon. Yeah. That house was in that movie. Was it? Yeah. And I was I like, I've seen that this fucking house before. Yeah. But like, he did a really good job of, he didn't explain anything to you. Mm-hmm. He just let you see it happen. Like, you knew those were flashbacks. Their relationship was kind of realistic. Yeah. Like, very realistic. And I think that when you start to see him like sitting around the house, you're like, oh, this dude is like sitting around thinking about the good times and he's just bummed out. And then his fucking door starts getting attacked. (laughs) But I've seen so many movies. I had to ask myself, like, is this something that he's manifesting or is this like actually happening? Is it a hallucination? Like what what's the deal with this beast? And I think he really made you kind of think that. What if it's her? Yeah, even later when he asked her just straight up and she's like, yeah. I'm like, whoa. Yeah, he kind of jokes about it, but like. I'm like, is this going to go that way? That was in my head already. That's why she was gone. She's going through some shit. Yeah, I needed it to be addressed. Yeah. Like she's some sort of like Florida wear thing. (laughs) Florida wear thing. From a fucking Animorphs book or something. Yeah, and that water, once it hits the sand with the swamp water also, and then you got the wildlife. I'm talking about the people there and the animals. Yeah, and wasn't that where that like invasion show took place? Was it on ABC? <laughs> the, the one it was after that. Lost. I never watched that. I didn't get to watch Lost when it was on TV. We're not going to talk about Lost again. I'm drawing the line. Pop star. We're always God talking damn. about Lost. But then when Shane shows up because he was shooting at the people who drove by, so I was like hoping that that would get acknowledged. You can't just go out and shoot at people, even when you're in the country. That was clearly a newer Jeep or well, whatever I mean, it was. Shane came by. He came by to check on it, but I was like, I know he's not going to get in trouble. I knew there was going to be no consequence. They know each other. Small town hookup. I didn't understand he was the brother at that point, but. Almost brother-in-law. Almost brother-in-law. But this movie took place in Georgia. They were supposed to be in Georgia. It's either Georgia or Florida. I feel like it was rural Georgia. They kept saying something about Georgia. I mean, is there a fucking difference? Um, Have you been to Georgia? Been to neither. Well, then you can't weigh in. I mean, there is the top of Florida and Georgia are touching each other. Look, there's a band that's like Florida Georgia Line, okay? Yeah, I'm sure someone's real fucking mad at me right now for (laughs) saying that, but I live in a state that has swallowed me whole, so fuck off. (laughs) If all of Texas is Texas, then Georgia and Florida are the same fucking state to me. It is starting to mesh a little down here. Yeah, we need to break this fucking state up into five pieces. Like Texas and Florida are kind of just puking on the southern states in between that we're already southern states. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we just need to square up Austin, San Antonio. One state. That's it. <laughs> Leave Dallas out of it. Dallas can get its own thing. With Dallas can fend for themselves. Yeah, too big. Stay up there. The traffic. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. Um, but yeah, so he gets the warning. It's another one of those where we're. I feel like we're in modern times, but they still mix in the... Where do you see these big stand TVs? You know, the TVs like in the wooden box, the telephone. He's got a touchtone landline. That house was in bad shape, though. It was, but I mean... And if you're far enough out, you still have a landline. But Like, there are still people who have landlines. Those houses don't automatically so come with the fucking push-button phones that are touch-tone phones that are 30 years old. There's, there's newer landline phones. It could have taken place a ways back. I mean, people had iPhones, didn't they, in the movie? Yeah, well, but uh, the car that he shoots at was a modern vehicle. Like, his truck was old. But we cannot get the semantic about a movie that is this fucking indie. 
Well, I know, but that's what I'm saying. At the beginning, I started off angry, so I started listening to a bunch of stuff. I'm not going to get so into So you're just it. still going to read your your gripes? No, I've already skipped by through so many. <laughs> so what slowed you down at the beginning? What was the thing that started you down that path? All right, look, this style of filming where it's, you know, like we see that they're in love, you know, it's like huh. long shots not of just, people talking back and forth. But then the flashbacks and I get it. God, I need to quit saying that. I hate it when I I hear us. You do say it a lot. I know. Fuck, I hate it. I'm working on it. Have an opinion, man. Don't say I get it. Okay, when it comes to this shit with the flashbacks. Oh, that's a little intense. I don't want to be rude about it. I like the flashbacks. I like flashbacks, but in doses, man, you can't overdo it. Like we I kept... much prefer this to you fucking explaining it to me. I know. Like but... outright and then just skipping over that. But we kept dipping. We kept dipping the chip. This was more than a double dip, triple dip, quad dip. It was too many dips for you. There was a lot of dipping. Their relationship as it goes on, you start to understand what. Okay, here's the thing. Like the flashbacks don't stay all beginning of the relationship. Like they slowly become like, oh, she wants something else. Well, almost in most other movies where they use that style, you are given something new. In each flashback, you're provided with a little more of the backstory or like a portion you didn't know about. I could agree that some of the flashbacks at the beginning of the movie were the same concept over and over. We're having a good time. Yes. We're having a good time. Nothing new was revealed to you. Nothing was exposed. We didn't learn a deep, dark secret. There wasn't like a lie. There wasn't, you know, something hidden. A lot of it was just focused on, oh, we used to have a really good, playful time. Yeah. But that's what that guy would have been doing. So I forgave it because I I actually really liked when it would cut back to him in the house. You would really feel it. Like, I I felt like I felt like bad for him when we got back to him, like calling her phone and leaving messages. Mm -hmm. And the first one's kind of shitty because he's like, yeah, even the bills are piling up. And I don't know. Like, he doesn't know how to pay the bill, the like electric bill and stuff. I know like I notated it as cat message. I right, cats miss it. Everyone, you know, like <laughs> Yeah, like he gets grumpy about it. Yeah. I and I understand that too. Like if your girlfriend just bailed without telling you anything mm-hmm. and she's not answering your phone. Like you go back and forth between like being like, hey, just check it out. Then the next phone call, like, God damn it, like, just call me back. What the fuck is wrong with you? You mm-hmm. know, like and mm-hmm. flipping back and forth through like fear and anger. So I understood. And the bar scene with Henry Zabrowski, where he drank, what did he call it? I, I forget what he called fucking, it. I'd call it what all sorts. On. No, I fucking wrote it down. Yeah, what it, I didn't understand what he called it, and I almost backed it up to check it out. But he calls it a gorilla fart. A gorilla fart. It's when he drinks the booze out of the rubber mat where they pour the drinks. And it was like gray. Well, I understand it's just a movie, but you know, things like that freak me out. Yeah. I'd... I thought it was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even think about the fact that it was going to germophobia. Yeah, it did. It was a heavy That's not everybody spit. It's just a bunch of gross shit. But like the bottom of the glass rubs on the bar. Then like somebody's palm in it. Then it sits on there when they're done. So you've got their drool that's ran down to the bottom. You've got whatever crumbs were on the bar just stuck on the bottom of the glass that rubs off on the rubber. Then goes down into the liquid. You really have no idea how many glasses at restaurants you've drank out of that just got wiped off with a towel. No, I do. I just block so it. So many. And I don't like knowingly ask for like the shit off the bottom of the shoe. <laughs> you know what I'm You just want to live if unknowing. I understand it probably there, but you know what? I don't see it. You know when I unroll the silverware from the napkin 
pull off that little black piece of paper. There's a chunk of food. I I got another roll. So you wouldn't drink a gorilla fart is what you're saying. Fuck no. But it tastes like going blind. That was cool. <laughs> no, he's he's witty. And he, you know, he's got some experience under his belt. That is the podcast I listen to the most. Well, and just in his movie resume too, man. I didn't, I recognized him once I saw some of the movies he was like Wolf of Wall Street. I was like, yeah, yeah. That, and I knew exactly. But then some of them were like, he was in that? I like that he was in Heroes Reborn. Bria Grant was in heroes really yeah this is where this is where the tips touch and there's like a glow (laughs) like a glowing light behind it yeah wade was much needed comic relief i thought he was i thought this was a comedy it was almost a romantic comedy yeah i mean those flashbacks i saw a lot of picnics a lot of life planning a lot of talk about the future the romance aspect of it was present through the whole thing and then when she comes back the cold reality sets in that like she gets to say her piece. Yeah, they needed to have a sit down. The sit down looked like it was long needed. It was a 13 minute long conversation. On the porch? Unbroken well, the door shot. to the porch. One shot. The whole thing. They fucking nailed that. I don't know. Just being in relationships and seeing like that conversation. Cause like you could but it's important that she comes back for the birthday party. You know what I mean? Like let's keep up the appearances. We're not gonna cancel any big plans. I thought it was going to be a bigger party. <laughs> After she said that, I thought it was going to be like a whole bunch of people. It wasn't going to be just the people you've seen in the movie yeah, so far. Plus yeah. one. Plus. <laughs> yeah. Wade's wife comes out of nowhere. Yeah. They never introduced her before that. No, she's just at the dinner. At the I birthday expected dinner it party. to be the waitress. You know, they have the bartender, the bartender. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and they were, I had trouble figuring out what exactly they did. I'm like, wait, so did they, did he get a vineyard with the house? Are they vineyard people? Does he work at the bar? Yeah, they were like drinking wine and talking about wine. And the stuff bartender like, that, like but... leaves him at the bar one night. I'm like, wait, did he work there? Because earlier, like uh, Shane was like, oh, they're missing you at Jesse's or they haven't seen you. Yeah, I forget how it became clear to me that he owned the bar with her. It was that at, they were business partners. Towards the very end is when that's acknowledged, dude. Like that is after it's after the porch talk. Yeah, because the first time he shows up at the bar, he just sits down at the bar. Yes. Yes. But so I could, I was like, is this guy like, you know, it's small town. So I'm like, is he like the door guy? But like the vineyard was there. We're going to do something. But really, he's a bartender or door guy at the bar in the small town. Yeah, because his house is kind of fucked up. Yeah. I mean, he keeps getting attacked by a fucking panther. Well, they kept talking about the peanuts for the wine or what, you know, and I'm like, what? what do you do? What do you do? How about that first reveal of the monster, though? I was cool with it. There's just the flash and the, the darkness. Flash. I like when you don't show me the thing. I knew you were going to say that. I too. love it. I knew it. I, I love it. Don't show me for it. a long time. It was tasteful. Very tasteful. And I like the look. I like the look. You know, you see you see some of these indie movies with monsters and you're like, oh, fuck. Like you're saying, the yeah, reveal this is. This one was very original looking. It was. I what was that dude like porcupine mixed with fucking i don't know it looked that's i think the monster made me think it was florida <laughs> like that like i was like that came, thing from, came florida. from fucking florida dude for dude. sure you still don't know whether he's fucking nuts or not though no at it, that point in the movie he could still just be i didn't let my mind go into storytelling mode I didn't take I, all the paths that was the thing i was gonna bring up about this movie was i didn't 
I had a lot of theories about what was going to happen, but like I didn't fall hard on one. Look, man, mine wandered a bit. I'm not going to lie. It wa- but I didn't go full on, oh, this dude, 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 I didn't start piecing it together. You know what I mean? But if I had, it still would have been like totally fucking turned on its head by the end of the movie. Just because the sheer absurdity of this last 30 minutes of the movie. <laughs> I just was never expecting it to go there. There were so many like really touching moments, particularly when he goes to see Shane at his house and he makes him breakfast and he's like, eat your fucking food. Makes yeah. that big plate of bacon. And with, with those mashed potatoes? Grits. I That's bet they're supposed what to be grits. I thought too. Because I swear it was supposed to be Georgia. You could say Florida. I, it's Georgia. It's all the same kind of right there though. Georgia, Florida, Alabama. That's what I'm saying. We're in Texas. We're in a state that is five states. It's all right. If there. your state is tiny and you're mad about being too much like the one right next to you, dude, you're in the same fucking place. I'm telling I just, you. I just keep hearing Ray Charles in Georgia. Yeah. <laughs> it takes like, three hours to go to another city in the state. It's crazy. Yeah. Somebody. It takes eight hours to get the fuck out of here. Somebody was saying something at work today about driving. Oh, in a different state. They were like, oh, yeah, they have to come from out of state and it's over three hours. And I was like, dude, it's sometimes four to get to Dallas. It's 10 to get out if you go in the wrong fucking direction out of here. If you're going to like somewhere in New Mexico or you're going to Colorado or some shit. East or west, it's almost 10 just to get out of here. Yeah, 8 to 10 minimum. You know, Indiana by way of Kentucky that I just did, Texas is like almost the worst part. Yeah, once you get out of Texas, you're like, I'm almost there. I'll be there any minute now. (laughs) Then it's like, yeah, and on the way back when you get to Texas. They're like speed bumps. Yeah, you get back to Texas, you're like, shit, I still have 10 to 12 hours. And that's like to get close. You don't feel good when you get back to Texas. You're like, okay, well, here the drive begins. And just don't stop at a gas station in Sulphur Springs. Yeah, most of it's going to look exactly the fucking same. Yeah, I'm not going to get into how pretty different states are. They're so pretty. I like the way the leaves actually change colors. <laughs> um, you, don't, you, you don't like the way the grass changes color in summertime here? <laughs> hey, man, we fertilized and put down seed. Everything dies in July. <laughs> and then we start setting things on fire. Can we talk about like the super, the super cool part? I mean, the super cool part? So all these flashbacks, like at the very beginning, we learn about the tape. It's her birth, like birthday, and about ten years earlier, because they say we've been doing this ten years. So that whole first, I'm gonna eat you first thing. It's about ten years ago. They find a tape. It's back when people were still making mixtapes, and apparently he'd made this about ten years earlier when he was thirteen. Towards the end of the movie, we learn that it's one track. He did the math on that really well when it, he was writing this movie. It panned out. It everything it came together. Like he knew exactly what song yeah. that was gonna be. Because at the beginning he was like, I made that ten years ago and he was like eighth grade or thirteen. He said one or the other, but I'm like, okay, so 23, 24. And then when they're having the the you know, coming to terms with everything moment. Before we get too deep into the end of the movie, I really like how he came to terms with it. Like that he was just sitting there taking shit from everyone and he was like, you know what? Fuck this. Let's get the fuck out of here. Oh, you went there. Yeah. I thought you were still talking about open door porch scene. Back then, like he he gets what she's saying, but yeah. he doesn't react well. No, and I love the reaction at the table that you're talking about. Yeah, but when he's like, they're at the birthday party. Party. Plus four. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Game night, rather. <laughs> and he like gets that he's like, you know what? No, I, I'm. He's yeah. like, we we don't need to do this. I Mm-mm. get what you're saying, but I think he needed her to be there 
to make those sort of decisions because he was much worse without her. And Hank handled Shane very well. He was like, yes, I've been bad at this. I've been bad at this. But like, I know what I saw. He holds strong with the monster. Yeah, because Shane, his whole speech about how many people in the town would say they'd seen an alien. Yeah. And then he asks at the table and it's like people he already knows. And one immediately, he's like, yeah. So, I he, mean. Br- he brought the small town whisper to the dinner table. And that's like, it's crossing the line because they're trying to have a good time. So you don't talk about the drama at the table when you're trying to have a good time. I'm talking about the aliens. Yeah. When Shane's calling him on it. Yeah. 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 The way he's talking like that's I'm talking small town etiquette. That was he's calling him out. Shane was calling him out. He's like, no, let's confront this. There's not small town etiquette. That's bullshit. When the auto shop guy's wife, who's the nail lady's banging somebody else in town and people talk about it, you don't go talk to auto shop guy about who his wife is banging. Yeah, but we're talking about a monster that is attacking this guy's house and he's gotten multiple opinions on it. He brought Wade to see the door. But and Wade is like, it it's probably a panther. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Wade's talking panther, but Shane's like, it's black bear. Get over it, fucker. You're going through a traumatic experience. They have black bears in fucking Florida? Florida, Georgia. Dude, Florida's got everything. Like, there's basically dinosaurs in Florida. Yeah, you're right. You're right. National Geographic, man. (laughs) (laughs) National, what about National Geographic? You know, the hat. You know, with the tits. Yeah, the tits. That are all long. Rubber nipples on the knees. (laughs) (laughs) Unwashed leader hoses. (laughs) For the rest of your life. (laughs) Perfect. But the end of this movie, by far, any moment in the movie where I was like, this is going on long or anything like that, the end of this movie paid off so fucking hard. It really did. And I can't emphasize anymore myself, man. Like I said, I was was super hater, man. I had my hater turned up. It was like... Well, I didn't expect him to sing Stay by Lisa Loeb so well you'll say (laughs) um but yeah it's it was such a good moment and i'm like they picked such a good song and when everyone else chimed in and started singing too like i i like felt kind of good we're there so and then did you see it coming i i did not see it coming no Uh, not really that and that's why i liked it so much was like i knew something was gonna happen but I didn't expect it to just fucking tackle him. Well, in my mind, we've already abandoned the it's it's in the imagination. It's a hallucin. I, I felt like that had been abandoned. So I was like, yeah, because it had gotten go. so absurd. I was like, there's going to be a fucking monster. Yeah, I was like, re- I knew there was going to be a monster. I just didn't know that that was what was about to happen. That yeah. it was like it was already in the house. Once he started singing that song, I strapped in. Here we go. This is the payoff right here. It went on Fuck just yeah. long enough to where I was like, what? fuck is gonna happen <laughs> you know because it's the whole fucking song he started the third verse but then the complete savagery right after savage moment dude just fucking with the fucking horns yeah man like just letting out that fucking inner neanderthal and you know he has that good face and we know he's a hunter <laughs> they said that he was a hunter too many times i admittedly that was the exposition point that i was like stop fucking saying that he's we a know hunter. he's a hunter we get he's a hunter he keeps sleeping by the door, but his hunting skills are weird. Yeah, I mean, they're definitely a uh, Like the unique. most sensical one was when they sat in the open doorway. Like it was a deer blind, you yeah. know? Yeah. Well, I don't get monsters who only go for a door when there's windows right next to it. I don't know. 
It's one of those things that always gets me. It's not just this movie. It's all of them. Why do they focus glass? Maybe it's your smell. You never touch the window. No, man. The smart. You know, like when you, if you touch a rat trap and then put it out, the rat won't go for it. Because it's like, no, fuck that. You touch that. I know. Have you seen video of the mice and rats using sticks? They're geniuses. They're learning. They're not learning. They've always been that way. Well, so <laughs> let's just say if they learn, they'll tap the glass. That's my argument. They'll tap the glass? I'm just saying if they're fucking scratching on the door, they're going to test. They're going to see things. Why don't they ever go for the glass? I don't know. Eventually that one got in twice. Well, he wasn't there. The first time he was out drinking. The second time he was singing Lisa Loeb. He did, he did do very well. And they did the whole fucking song. He got into the third verse and I was like, oh, he's going to do the whole song. Yeah, it's happening. And then it happened. Mm -hmm. It was like right when I was like, oh, shit, he's doing the whole fucking song. Mm -hmm. Like we're beyond the bridge at this point. No. And I just, the end. Oh, oh so perfect. It was, it was a game changer. And I really felt like she was like, like revitalized her love for him. Oh, yeah. Once he started going into his monologue at the table. Oh, just explaining how he felt and then fuck it. Let's do it. Let's go. Yeah, I think she was like a little bit like, oh, yeah, but is it going to, you know. But then he fucking kills that thing. Dude, she looked pretty excited at the table, just the speech alone. There was a there was a glint. There was a sparkle. There was definitely twinkle in those eyes. I love when someone says there's a monster and no one believes them, and then it fucking, it they, fucking really pays yeah. off like that. What now, bitch? Yeah, yeah, that's in my imagination, huh? Yeah, fuck y'all. Yeah, full of shit. Well, a guy named... I mean, I'm sure Hank could be a bullshitter, but Hank wasn't a liar. <laughs> no, and I like a guy named Hank. Hank's a good name. Yeah, you don't meet many Hanks. It's actually when I write everything, everyone's called Hank until I think of another name for them. Wait a second. Like the main characters of everything. Do I know a Hank? Don't know many Hanks. I know some Henrys, though. Yeah? Which, I mean, can't be a Hank without a Henry. Can't be a Hank without a Henry. I think Hulu earned its $17 or whatever this month. There's certain things that you won't see bounce to other streaming services. Stuff like this is what Hulu is good for. I've got Showtime through Hulu. Well, fuck that. that that's, <laughs> that's not part of the conversation. That's great. You can have Showtime through fucking anything. You get it for free with Paramount. That's what they say. No, you legitimately do. I've heard something. From me. It's right there. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> but no, Hulu, you know, and I'll say, pray. Fuck, man. Yeah, Hulu has some really great original stuff. And I think it's going to lose some of it. But I think that this dark corner mm -hmm. of Hulu is always going to be there. And that's why Infinity Pool is on fucking Hulu now. I was so surprised that that was just right there on Hulu. I was, no It way. makes sense, though. Like, where else would it go? Of the bigger streaming? Mm -hmm. Like, it could go to HBO or something like that. I don't think it's the right movie studio for that. But movies like After Midnight, you find them on Hulu. So, I think Hulu paid for itself this month. Yeah, it used to be in that style. Like, that type of movie, I, used, I feel like you could only find it deep on Amazon Prime. You know what I mean? Some of those that you used to find on Amazon Prime that were like, wow. Not to mention, how much did you spend on movies in a month when you didn't work at a video store? Yeah, quite a bit. Quite a bit. Easily much more than $17 Yeah, a month. Mm -hmm. 
most definitely. Even uh, as a Red Box hater, because they put my store out of business, that box just across the street closed to Hollywood video. Well, convenience always wins. Yeah. I knew it was trouble. Went outside for a cigarette, looked over, and there's a longer line at Red Box than at the Hollywood. That was one of those nights I had that that realization moment, you know? Like, this is it. I'm, I'm sitting out there smoking like my second cigarette. There's a line of people at Red Box. Anyway, uh, no, but I mean, I gave my fair share to Redbox, Netflix, DVD, <laughs> you know, it wins. Man. There's variety in the way that they're swapping content. The more services, the more likely you are to find it somewhere else and, not, you know, not have to pay for it. Well, what they're trying to do is confuse you into thinking that you forget you have Showtime. It's just incorporated into whatever. So like if you have Showtime through Hulu and you have you can get HBO through Amazon. You're going to forget what those are, and they're just going to be Amazon and Hulu. But I still think Hulu without any bells and whistles is pretty fucking good. It is. I'm not getting rid of it. And I think it's just because like, I want a certain level of like low-budget B-horror movie. That's how I found so many weird newer movies. I think the first time I watched... Uh, Watch what? Coherence. Yeah. The first time I watched Coherence... I think it was on Hulu. Some of those goodies, it's that level. Apparently Peacock's got some some secret weapons in there. Peacock's got a couple, but where Amazon Prime and Hulu are, dude, my found footage horror movies, Amazon and Hulu have supplied me with those. Yeah, it's and I those think Hulu has the better like cult section as far as like one of the big three goes. Well, and we're seeing this group of talented people over and over and over again. You know, like I said, I'm seeing them left and right now. Shit. Yeah, they're all those people who connected to Ty West in some way. Yeah, and, I, and I'm still like going to call him the fisherman. People. Sorry. Yeah, he's the fisherman. I think from here on out, he's going to be the fisherman. Me. When I started to look it up, he'd been in so many things. And I seen his other movie, The Battery. Yeah. You should watch it. It's on Amazon. Um. Okay, I hadn't seen that one, but one of them that did pop up a lot. When he's just an actor in or when he wrote? Tex Montana will survive oh yeah i've seen that pop up too and i haven't seen it but now i'll watch it yeah that i like this guy's style yeah you know does he look him being totally bald faced in the beginning of this movie i had no idea that was the same look person. he kind of looks like nick offerman there yeah that first glance the red nose i thought that was nick offerman no it's a fisherman but speaking of uh infinity pool we're gonna seal up this hulu deal and we're gonna watch infinity pool next week yeah Frank is going to see the marvelous magic of this weirdness. Because I really want to talk about it with you. I want to jump in the deep end. That's a terrible joke to go out on. Yeah, I know. Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. Wait. Say what you said again. <laughs> I'm just going to retry the joke. Oh, wait. It has to happen organically. Get your floaties. <laughs> Get your floaties. <laughs> <laughs> I'll accept that one. Thanks everyone for joining us for the Last Video Store Clerks podcast. Be sure to leave a rating and subscribe. You can find us on Twitter at Last Clerks, Instagram at the Last Video Store Clerks, and you can find Scott at dispatchesfromthepit.com.